Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. We're a prayer movement. We're a church. We have prophecy rooms, healing rooms. Our global headquarters are in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We have prayer hubs all over the earth. Come visit us in South Florida. If you're in the region, stop by. We have services 1047 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. We have uh, training classes every other week on prayer and seer anointings and prophetic issues and things like that. Stop by, find out how you can get involved in the move of God in South Florida. But we've branched beyond that. Now we have awakening houses of prayer and awakening prayer hubs all over the place. Awakening prayer hubs is a prayer movement endorsed by Cindy Jacobs, Lou Engle, Mike Bickle, gosh, James Gall, Bishop Hammond. The leaders of the prayer movements in the earth are celebrating what we're doing because it's a unique model. Go check that out. Find a hub, start a hub, launch a hub. AwakeningPrayerHubs.com. I'm the founder of the Ignite Network. We are a prophetic family, a prophetic community, a prophetic tribe, a prophetic nest, a prophetic portal. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, so the King of Glory might come in. We're learning and growing together. You can be part of that when you join the Ignite Network. Find your tribe, IgniteNow.org. Today, we're going back to my third devotional, which is Victory Decrees daily uh, prophetic strategies for spiritual warfare victory. Before I read this, go ahead and share this with somebody just as quick as you can so that they can come on because today we're going to have a barn burner. All right, let's go. Today's devotion is titled, listen, when people put their mouths all over you, uh uh-oh, when people put their mouths all over you, and here's what I heard the Lord say, those who have wronged you and those who have spit in your face and those who have put their mouths all over you again and again and again are under the influence of the evil one there is a day of reckoning says the lord judgment will come they will have to give an account for every evil word they have said and every evil action they took against you if they do not repent so pray for them without ceasing 
Pray for them as you would pray for the one you love most in the world, even though you don't like them at all. Pray for those who despitefully use you, says the Spirit of the living God. My, 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 my. Oh, Jesus. I know some of you, when I started reading, you're like, yeah, yeah, judgment day is going to come. And the Lord flipped the script. You are to pray for them like you would pray for one that you love. That's a little harder. <laughs> That's a little different. Come on now. God is good. Let's get this cranked up. Luke 22, 3. Luke 6, 28. Matthew 12, 35 are the scripture references for today. Now the prayer starter and the decree. Father, help me keep my mouth in line with your word. Help me keep my prayers in line with your will. Then I know you will hear my cries and deliver me from evil decrees. My, my, my. I decree a day of reckoning over demon powers that reckoned me defeated. I declare every evil action the enemy took against me will ricochet back at him in the name of Jesus. Come on. I see that ricochet right now. Come on. I see that ricochet right now. It's going to bounce off you and fly back into the enemy's camp. It's going to boomerang around you and go back and hit the devil in the head. Father, we thank you this morning that you are a good good father you are the glorious warrior God and we praise you we thank you we honor you and adore you you are seated on the throne looking down and you see everything you see everything you see everything no demon power gets by you no attack on us escapes your notice you are a God who repays a God who restores a God who reconciles Oh, Jesus, we praise you this morning because no matter what's coming against us, you are for us. No matter what has tried to tear us down, you are looking to build us up. So we pray in the Holy Ghost, building ourselves up in our most holy faith. We're going to give you something to work with, God. We're going to lean into your presence, God. We're going to grab hold of your word, God. We're going to swing our sword, God. We're going to give you something to work with. We're going to give you something to back us up in. We're not just going to lay around feeling sorry for ourselves. We're not going to lay around being bitter and uh, 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 sour and, and, and unseemly, but we're going to rise up in the identity that you have given us. Come on. So many people want to put identities on us. They want to call us Jezebel, or they want to call us bitter. They want to call us angry. They want to call us depressed. They want to call us poor. They want to call us sick, but we shake off these identities. They do not fit us. They do not belong to us. That is not who we are. We are not poverty stricken, but we are rich in Christ. <laughs> we are not struck down and defeated, but we are victorious in him. We are not pressed down and shaken up, but we are overflowing with the Holy Ghost. We reject every false identity now in Jesus' name. Come on. Come on. The enemy has tried to peg some of you as not smart enough. Oh, Shalabashi. The enemy has tried to peg some of you as not attractive enough. The enemy has tried to pin an identity on some of you that goes against everything God has called you to do. And I break it in the name of Jesus. Come on. You are not too slow. You are not too big. You are not too small. You are not too young. You are not too old. You are not any of these things that the enemy tries to pin on you. That is not your identity. 
Come on, shake it off. Take off that mantle that the enemy has tried to put around your shoulders. I said, take it off. That identity, that mantle, that garment that he's tried to dress you with, take it off. 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 You can't go to war with that mantle. It doesn't belong to you. It's a compromised mantle. You can't go to war with the mantle the enemy put upon you. That is part of your warfare. The mantle the enemy has put on you is part of your warfare. Can't you see it? The mantle the enemy has put on you, the cloak that he has put around your shoulders, that garment that he sent you FedEx in the mail, that is not your identity. Shake it off. Come on. Shake it off. Oh, 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 oh. Shake it off. Take it off. Take it off. Rip the garments. Tear the garments. Tear the garments. Tear the garments the enemy put upon you. Tear the garments. Those garments of depression. Take them off. Tear them off. You can't. I see that, Lord. Some of you have been trying to put on the godly garments over the garments that the devil put upon you. That's why it doesn't work. That's why you go to church on Sunday and you hear a message and you feel like shouting and you dance a little jig and you say amen and you sow a seed and now you've got this garment of praise upon you. But underneath that, underneath that garment of praise, you have the spirit of heaviness. You can't wear both of them at the same time, beloved. You gotta shake off that garment of heaviness. <laughs> Don't try to put the garment of praise over it. Shake it off. When blind Bartimaeus saw Jesus coming, he was crying out. He ran to Jesus, and when he got up to start to run to Jesus, he threw off his garment. Why did he throw off his garment? Because the because the garment that the blind man was wearing was the garment of a beggar. <laughs> Some of you go to church or you listen to a Facebook live and you hear a powerful message on the blessing of God which maketh you rich. You hear a powerful message on sowing and reaping and you know, no, you just know that you know that you know that God is trying to restore in you a mindset of prosperity after you've been beat down for years by a poverty spirit. And you try to put that garment of prosperity over your beggar's garment. And it doesn't work. You gotta take off the beggar's garment. You got to do what blind Bartimaeus did and run to Jesus while you're taking it off and throw that old garment to the ground. You can't just put a new garment on. You got to take the old one off. The Bible says that we are to put on Christ. Christ isn't interested in being put on over a demonic garment, a demonic mantle. He wants to be your only garment, Christ himself. He has what's described in Isaiah as a cloak of zeal. That's what God wears. That's what Jesus wears. He wears a cloak of zeal. It's in Isaiah. Go read it. Check it out. Jesus is never lukewarm. <laughs> Jesus is never apathetic. Hey, hey, Jesus is never complacent. Jesus is never disinterested. Jesus is never bored. <laughs> he has a cloak of zeal. He is zealous. He is fervent. He is on fire. 
<laughs> Some of you have the garment of the world, which has made you passive. Some of you have taken on the ways of the world. You've taken on the stress of the world. You've taken on the cares of the world. Come on now, am I heading closer to home? And you're wearing this garment that has made you lukewarm, apathetic, complacent. You can't put the cloak of zeal on top of that. You got to take the garment of lukewarmness off. You got to take it off. Come on, take it off. Take it off. Which mantle do you want? The mantle of prosperity or the mantle of pro poverty? Choose this day who you're going to serve. Which day, which, which garment do you want? The garment of praise or the garment of heaviness? Choose this day who you're going to serve. Which mantle, which cloak do you want? The cloak of lukewarm Christianity or the cloak of on fire for God? The cloak of zeal. Choose this day who you're going to serve. Jesus, help us, Lord. Restore our first love. Come on now. Come on now. Blind Bartimaeus, he shook off that old garment. You can't go to war with a demonic mantle, with a fleshly mantle. See, even David knew this. Even David knew this. Even David knew this. He had all confidence in the world that he could go against Goliath. Why? Because he knew that God was with him. Some of you are facing a Goliath. I know you are. <laughs> I know you are. Some of you, you're facing a Goliath, a giant, a massive problem, a seemingly impossible issue, something that you cannot overcome in your own strength whether you figured that out or not yet. Something that you cannot overcome in your own strength. Some of you are facing impossible odds. That was David's position. Every other Israelite had knocking knees. They were afraid. They were scared to death of this giant who came out and cursed Israel by its gods. Day in and day out, twice a day, pop, pop. And David comes up on the scene. He had a different mindset. He had a different purview. He had a different vista. He understood that his God was greater than any giant. And he said, I'll go against this uncircumcised Philistine. Now watch this. Saul wanted David to wear his battle garments. Saul tried to, get, to give David his battle gear, his battle mantle, his battle cloak, his armor. David put it on and he said, uh-uh, I can't, I can't, mm -mm. this is not me. <laughs> David said, no, no, this is not me. <laughs> David said, uh-uh, I can't go fight with this mantle. I can't go fight with these garments. I can't go fight with this cloak, with this armor. This doesn't belong to me. This is not my identity. I'm not Saul. I'm not a compromiser. I'm not a controller. I don't have any fear of man. This is not me. This is not my identity. You cannot go to a battle with a mantle, with armor, with a cloak, with a garment that doesn't fit you. It was too big for David in the natural. Yes, listen, 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 listen. Watch this. Saul's armor, the mantle, it was too big. Big for him in the natural. Listen, watch this. 
but it was too small for him in the spirit. Yeah. Saul's armor was too big for David in the natural. He was just a ruddy boy. Saul was a tall dude. But in the spirit, ah, in the spirit, come on now, follow me. In the spirit, Saul's armor, his mantle was too small for David because inside that ruddy little boy was the spirit of a giant. That's why David was not afraid of the giant because he understood something that some of us still don't understand. A truth that Paul the apostle shared thousands of years ago. Listen, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. That was the apostle John rather. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. The greater one lives in you. David understood that he had a giant on the inside of him. That he was cloaked by heaven's glory. Saul's armor, he couldn't go. To war with Saul's armor, with Saul's mantle, Saul's way. He couldn't go to war like that. He had to do it God's way. God's way for him. And I submit to you that some of you have been going to war with the wrong mantle. (laughs) You don't go to war against poverty with the mantle of poverty. you got to shake that off. You don't go to war with a lukewarm spirit. You go to war with a cloak of zeal. You got to shake it off. Shake off those wrong mantles. Shake off that wrong armor. You're not going to see the breakthrough and the victory you want to see if you're dressed wrong. And then there's some of you not even dressed for battle at all. You're not even dressed for battle at all. You're not even dressed for battle at all. God forbid. You're not even dressed for battle at all. So Father, we armor up today. Come on. I'm pray teaching you now. I'm praying better than your amen. Father, help us today to see if the enemy has put upon us a false mantle. Something, come on, something that doesn't match our identity. David refused to take on armor that did not match who he was on the inside. He may have been a ruddy little boy, 15 years old tiny little dude he may have been a ruddy little boy on the outside but he knew who he was in God he knew who he was Samuel would not have chosen him to be the next king of Israel he chose his brother Eliab he thought for sure Eliab is handsome he's tall that's the next king but long before he ever encountered Samuel he already knew who he was he knew he was a son He knew he was a son. He knew that he was a son of God. That is his identity. So, Father, root us and ground us today deeper into our identity. Help us to meditate on your word that tells us who we are in Christ. That tells us what belongs to us in him. That tells us what we need to know about our spiritual identity. Help us, God. Help us, Jesus. We are complete in Christ, who is the head of all principality and power. Therefore, we're not going to wear a garment of lukewarmness. We're going to be fervent from now on, from this day forward. We're not going to let our fire go out. We're not going to let circumstances put our fire out, our zeal out. We're not going to let the enemy put our fire out. We're going to rise up. We're going to fight for what belongs to us, and we're going to rest in him even in the warfare. We are alive with Christ. 
We are far from oppression and fear does not come near us. Plague does not come near us. Anxiety does not come near us. Come on, decree it. Worry does not come near us. Sickness does not come near us. Divorce does not come near us. Come on. Poverty does not come near us. That is who you are. That is your birthright. Don't sell your birthright for a flashy mantle of hype from a false prophet who wants to lay hands on you and impart to you some other spirit. Uh-oh. Shabashe robo shabasheke terebeshe. Orobobo shabashe mesheke. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. We have victory. We have victory. We have the peace of God that passes all understanding. That is our portion. We have the mind of Christ. We don't need somebody else's opinion. We need the mind of Christ. We are born of God and the evil one does not touch us. <laughs> he tries, but he won't touch us again. We bind the hand of the thief. We bind every enemy operation against our life, against our true identity, against our God-given mantle, against the armor of God that's been dispatched to us against the garments that he has given us. We choose today to put on the Lord Jesus Christ, as it says in Colossians, to put on Christ. Before you go to work today, you're going to put on some clothes, I hope. And you're going to put on clothes that are appropriate for where you're going. Let me just tell you this. Let me fill you in. Let me give you the heads up. The, the, when you put on Christ, you're always dressed appropriately for any occasion. Too many people are looking, hey, 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 too many people are looking at what people are wearing in the natural. Too many people are looking to see if you've got the latest designer, whatever, or if they like your style. It's so irrelevant and actually detrimental to the kingdom of God. The only thing that matters is that we put on Christ because when we put on Christ, we will walk in our identity and the clothing doesn't matter and the hairstyles doesn't matter and the handbags don't matter and the shoes don't matter. You can have all of that, but if your identity is in that, if your identity is in the big cars and the big houses and the big ministries, if your identity is rooted and grounded in all of these worldly things, then you have not really put on Christ. So Father, help us today to choose put on Christ every morning just like we choose to ask you to fill us with your spirit every morning just like we choose to ask you to lead us and guide us to empower us to help us walk in your will every morning help us to be conscious to remember to put on Christ <laughs> to put on Christ to put on his cloak of zeal not to allow the mundaneness of life because guys so many so much of life is mundane if you want to be serious if you want to be honest Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and we go to work, we come home, we make dinner, we watch something on TV, or we read a book, and we go to bed, we get up, the same thing. Most of life is mundane. Listen, but if you have the cloak of zeal, if you put on Christ, every day can be an adventure. Every day. Every day can be an adventure. That is your portion. You never have to be bored, ever, ever. You might get tired sometimes, but you never have to be bored if you put on Christ. If you follow him, every day will be an adventure. He'll give you his garments. You have his identity. <laughs> Isn't that good news? Come on now. Shabbat shalom, Shabbat shalom, Shabbat shalom. 
Jesus, the devil is a liar. We're going to crank this up. The Lord began speaking to me a few days ago. It was on September the 2nd to be exact. So what is that? 15 days ago. 15 days ago. See, I meditate on things. You do well to meditate on things. You do well, some of you prophetic people, not to release every trickle that, you know, floats in your mind immediately because it might not be God or it might not be matured. You know, if you only boil an egg for two minutes, it's raw. Some of your revelations need to be fully cooked before you release them. And Lord began to speak to me about remote. Listen, if you're listening, say amen. The Lord began to speak to me about removing demonic lids, removing demonic lids. What is a demonic lid? Well, first of all, what's a lid? A lid is a, it's a, it's a cover, but it's a movable cover. That means it can be moved. Demonic lids can be removed because lids can be removed. Lids on bottles, cans, lids on jars, they can be removed. And the Lord began to speak to me about removing demonic lids. So what's the lid? It's, listen, it's something that confines you. It's something that restrains you. It's something that limits you. It's something that suppresses you. It's something that caps you, something that covers you. That's not godly. A demonic lid is something that tries to hold you back from what God has called you to do. So right now, we're going to remove demonic lids. Are you ready? So Father, we thank you this morning because we know who we are. <laughs> we know who we are. We know who we are in Christ. We know the authority that you've given us. So Father, first, we ask you to forgive us for putting up with demonic lids. We might not have known what they were. We might not have seen them as demonic lids, these, these, these hindrances, these limitations, these blockages, these, these roadblocks that keep getting in our way. We might not have seen them as demonic lids. But I believe right now all over this atmosphere, many of you are beginning to realize and notice, wait a second, that was a demonic lid. And once you see it, you can remove that cover, you can remove that cap by the authority of God. So Father, we thank you for forgiving us, for putting up, for tolerating demonic lids in our life. When you're trying to move, you're trying to do something so great in our lives and we're complaining because nothing is happening and all the while there's a demonic lid that we could easily remove and we're so thankful God that you brought this to our attention we give you praise and honor and glory thank you for showing us <laughs> thank you for showing us the demonic lids the caps the covers the limits and right now in Jesus name I break and shatter every demonic lid over our lives come on I break the restraints. We cast off the restraints, the demonic restraints in Jesus' name. We receive and accept the restraints of God. But we cast off the restraints of the enemy now in Jesus' name. We take off those demonic caps. We take off those demonic covers. We crush them. We obliterate them in the name of Jesus. Everything demonically confining us keeping us from our next level. We break it as far as it depends on us. Lord, if we've done something to allow it, if we've got a bad habit, if we've got 
a blind spot, if we've got a character issue that allows the enemy to keep bringing these demonic lids in our life, God, would you show us so we can get it straight? Would you show us so we can shore ourselves up? Would you show us so that we can change the way that we think? Because we don't want to remove this cap, this lid, this restraint, this limitation, this suppression, this confinement. We don't want to remove it today just to see it come back next week because we didn't do what we needed to do to stay free. So show us, God, as we cast off the restraints of the enemy, show us, God, where we need to build ourselves up in the grace of God, where we need to receive more of your spirit, where we need to renew our minds. Show us, because we don't want to be yo-yo Christians. We don't want to be free one day and in bondage the next day. We don't want to be on top of the mountain one day and down in the valley the next day. We don't want to be happy rejoicing one day and moaning and groaning the next day. God, help us to get this straight, because your word says... In Ephesians 3 and 20, that you are able <laughs> to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to the power that works in us. So we know there are no limits in you. There is no lid in the kingdom except the lid that God himself imposes for our own good. The Bible says God is able through his mighty power at work within us, listen, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So Father, we take the limits off. We take the limits off our thinking. We take the limits off our asking. We take the limits off our imagining. Come on, take the limits off. We 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 take the limits off. Your word says you are able to do far more abundantly all that we can ask or think. I don't know about you, but I can ask big and I can think big and I can imagine big and I can see big. Oh, Jesus. Come on, somebody dream wild. Dream wild. Come on, dream wild. Somebody needs to start dreaming wild. I don't know about you, but I can dream pretty big. I can dream pretty big. God is able, and obviously he's willing or it wouldn't be in the Bible. He is willing to do anything that you ask according to his will. He will achieve infinitely more. What's, you know what infinity is? There's the, you can't even count to infinity. God will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. Come on now. Jesus, 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 Jesus. I break every demonic lid and we step into your realm, God, the realm of impossibilities, making all things impossible possible. Things that look like they could never happen. You can make them happen. You will achieve infinitely more than our greatest request, our most unbelievable dream. And you will exceed our wildest imagination when we put our trust in you, when we dream with you, when we work with you, when we follow you, when we obey you, when we submit to you. And no devil in hell can put a cap, put a lid on our destiny if we don't let him.
So we break that lid right now in Jesus' name. We abolish it and demolish it in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that we can put our faith and our trust in you. And I just feel like the Lord is challenging us right now to dream wild, to dream again. Some of you have not dreamed in a long time. Hope deferred made your heart sick. Some of you have not dreamed in a long time. Dreamed with God about what's possible. I feel like I just want to take the rest of the morning and just sit with God and dream with him. That his dreams will become my dreams for my life. He is able. He is able. And he is willing to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. If you believe that today, say amen and amen. Come on, isn't God good? He's a God that exceeds our wildest dreams and our wildest expectations. Wait till you see heaven. <laughs> Wait till you see the new heaven and the new earth. Wait till you see it. You know, I wasn't going to go there this morning. This wasn't my intention, but I want some of you need to go over to dreamwild.org. Some of you need to tap into this webinar and this book. Some of you just need to get the Dream Wild t-shirt, the Dream Wild CD. Seriously, if that sparked you today, consider riding that wave, riding that wind with the Lord and Dream Wild. I, I wrote a book on this several years ago. It was, it was one of the greatest books I ever wrote. Sean Bowles wrote the forward to it. You can read that there at dreamwild.org. And some of you just need to go get that prophetic declaration CD, Dream Wild, the Dream Wild t-shirt, just need to deck yourself out and put on a new garment. Oh, Jesus. Ah, we're talking about garments today. Somebody just need to go put on a new garment. Go over there to, Jennifer, to uh, dreamwild.org. That's my book. You got the webinar there. How to build your faith for wild dreams. How to overcome limiting beliefs that stall your dreams. How to press past frustrations and failures. How to stand against dream killers. How to create a spirit-led action plan. Go over there to dreamwild.org. You're going to like this. Some of you have never even heard of this before. God is good. Go over to schoolofthespirit.tv and get equipped. You're going to find lots of stuff over there right now. You can get in on the Unshakable Faith series, which is underway. Bless you all. Have a great day. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.